Okay, now in the previous episode, um, Fireheart um, was the only warrior in the camp, other and the, only the quits, kits, and quits, queens, kits, and elders, um, and uh, some of the empresses were there, and Broken Star invaded the camp. So now we can see what happens. Now we can read chapters 26. Yellowfang, Despawn, and Sam Paul rushed forward in a defensive row, and the queens lined up behind them. Fireheart saw Cinderpaw hobbling to join them, but Dustpaw spat angrily at the small gray cat as she neared, and Cinderpaw scrabbled clumsily away, ears flat back into Yellowfang's den. The elders grabbed the kits and bundled them into the nursery and squeezed inside after them. Brindleface picked up Cloudkit in her jaws and pushed her, him in at last. She tugged at she tugged at the brambles with her paws, ignoring the thorns, covered and covered the entrance before turning to join the rest of the clan in the clearing. Fireheart leaped down from the high rock and raced to Yellowfang's side. He arched his back and hissed at Broken Star. You lost the last time. We you lost last time. We fought you lost the last time we fought, and you'll lose again. Never, Broken Star spat back. You might have taken my clan away from me, but you can't kill me. I have more lives than you. One th- Thunder Clan life is worth ten of yours, Fire growled. He gave a warrior's yell, and the clearing exploded into battle. Fireheart leaped straight for Broken Star and grasped the dark brown tabby with his claws. Life, life as an out, outlaw had treated the former clan leader harshly. Fireheart could feel the ribs as the flea bit and tom bit beneath his fur. But Bra- Broken Star was still strong. He twisted around and sank teeth, his teeth into Fireheart's hind leg. Fireheart yowled and hissed with rage, raged, but kept his grip. Broken Star struggled forward, scrabbling with one paw, with one of his paws on the gra- fr- frozen ground. Fireheart felt his claws raking along Broken Star's bony flanks as the rogue warrior ripped himself free. Fireheart lunged after him, but the other claws were grasping but other claws were grasping at his hind legs. He looked over his shoulder to see who it was. Clawface crouched there, staring at Fireheart with narrowed mocking eyes. Fireheart looked back at him in disbelief. He had never expected to see this cat again. He forgot Broken Star instantly. It was Clawface who had killed Spyleaf six moons ago. He had murdered the Center Clan medicine cat in cold blood so Broken Star could steal frost for his kits. Rage roared in Fireheart's ears as he twisted around and threw himself on top of the scrawny brown tom. Fireheart glimpsed a flash of, tort- of tortoiseshell fur out of the corner of his eyes, and the sweet scent of spy leaf hit the roof of his mouth. He felt her spirit in- beside him. She she had come to help him avenge her death. Fireheart hardly noticed the pain in his legs as he tore it free from Clawface's grasp, grasp and flew at him. The tom reared up and flailed his wide front paws. Thorn thorn sharp claws caught fireheart behind the ear pain pain ripped through him like fi- like fire and he staggered claw face was on him in an instant pinning fireheart to the ground and seeking his teeth into the back of his neck fireheart screeched in agony help me spotted leaf i can't do it suddenly the weight was wrenched off his back fireheart sprang to his paws and spun around gray strike gray warrior stood motionless his eyes filled with horror 
Clawface's body hung limply from his jaws. Graystripe had opened his mouth and Clawface fell to the ground dead. Fireheart took a step forward. He killed Spotleaf, Graystripe. This is no time for remorse. Is Blue Star with you? He went on urgently. Graystripe shook his head. She sent me back to fetch Tigerclaw, he replied. We found bones. Blue Star recognized Broken Star's stench and guessed he must be leaving the rogue cats. A hiss sounded nearby and two cats and crashed into Fireheart. He leaped out of the way. It was Frostfur battling another battling with another of the attacking cats. The queen was fighting with all the power of Star Clan. These these were the cats who had stolen her kits. Hate shone in her eyes as she struggled. Fireheart held himself back. Frostfur didn't need his help. And a, mo- a moment later, the rogue warrior since was sent screeching away through the bracken camp wall. Frostra chased after him, but Fireheart called her back. You have given him enough wounds to remember you. The queen skidded to a halt at the bracken wall and turned her sides heaving as white fur stained with her enemy enemy's blood. Another rogue warrior screeched past Fireheart and headed for the camp wall. Dustpaw was chasing after him in a m- and may manage to give the molten, molted tabby a fierce bite before he let him scramble out of the camp. Only Broken Star and one warrior left, Fireheart thought. St. Paul had the rogue warrior pinned to the ground. The tom was lying motionless beneath her. Watch out, thought Fireheart, remembering his favorite trick of letting an enemy think he had won. But St. Paul was not deceived. The one, when the tom leaped to his paws, he was already, he was ready. She was ready. She sprang off him and uh, and then lunged, grasping the warrior with her claws to flip him over and rake his belly with her hind legs. Only when he squealed like a kid did she let go of him. The rogue tore out of the camp entrance, still wailing. There was an eerie moment of stiff stillness, and the ThunderClan cats stood in silence and stared at the blood and fur that scattered the ground the that scattered around the clearing. In the middle lay Clawface's body. Broken, where was Broken Star? Fireheart spun around in alarm, scanning the camp. Could have Broken Star? Could he have broken into the nursery? It was about to spring toward the Bramble Den when a wretched howl from Yellowfang's den tore the air. Fireheart tore across to the fern tunnel. Cinderpaw. He had raced into the den, expecting the worst, but he saw Broken Star lying in a heap on the ground. The old medicine cat stood over him. Broken Star's eyes were closed and bloody. Fireheart saw his his sides heave at once and stood moving. He recognized from the deep stillness in the rogue warrior's body that Broken Star was losing a life. Yellowfang's claws were unsheathed and glistening red. Her face was twisted and her eyes glazed. Suddenly, Broken Star gasped and began to breathe again. Fireheart waited for Yellowfang to lunge at him with another killing bite, but she hesitated. Broken Star didn't get up. Fireheart ran to the medicine cat's side. Is this his last life? Why don't why don't you finish him off? He urged. He murdered his father, banished you from your clan, and tried to kill you. It's not his last life, she rasped, and even if it were, I couldn't kill him. Why not? Star Clan would honor honor you for it. Fireheart could not believe her words. The name Broken Star had always made his old made the old, this old she-cat bristle with rage. Yellowfang dragged her gaze from Broken Star and looked at Fireheart, her eyes clouded with pain and grief as she murmured, He is my son. Fireheart felt the ground lurch under his under his paws. The medicine cat's 
but medicine cats are forbidden from having kits, he blurted out. I know, answered Yellowfang. I never intended to have kits, but then I fell in love with Ragged Star. Her voice was, was thick with sorrow. Suddenly, Fireheart thought back to the battle when Broken Star was driven out of the Shadow Clan camp. Just before he fled, the cruel leader had told Yellowfang that he had murdered his father. Yellowfang had been devastated. Now, Fireheart understood why. There were three kits in my letter, Yellowfang went on, but only Broken Star survived. I gave him to a Shadow Clan queen to bring him up as, as her own. I thought that losing two of my kits was punishment from Star Clan from breaking the warrior code. I was wrong. My punishment was that wasn't that two of my kits died. It was that hit that this one survived. Yellowfang didn't Yellowfang looked in disgust at Broken Star's bleeding body, and now I cannot kill him. I must accept my fate, as Star Clan wishes it. Yellowfang staggered, and Fireheart thought she was going to collapse. He pressed his body against her flank to to support her with support her and whispered as you know you're his mother yellowfang shook his head broken star began to wail pitifully i can't see fireheart realized with horror that the rogue cat had been scratched beyond repair yellowfang cautiously approached him broken star lay still fireheart poked him with a forepaw and yellowfang's yellowfang's son moaned again don't kill me he whined Fireheart backed away, feeling a shudder of revulsion at the warrior's fear. Yellowfang took a deep breath. I will see to him. She walked over to her wounded son, grasped him by the scruff of his neck, and dragged him to the nest that Apachepel had left him. Had left. Fireheart let her go. He went, he wanted to check that center paw was all right. He caught sight of the dark shape moving along inside the split rock where Yellowfang slept. Cinderpaw, he called. Cinderpaw poked her head out. Are you okay? Fireheart asked. Have the, ro- have the road ca- rogue cats gone? She whispered. Yes, bro- except Broken Star. He's badly injured. Yellowfang seemed to him. He waited for Cinderpaw's shocked reaction, but she just shook her head slowly and stared at the ground. Are you okay? Fireheart a- repeated. I should have fought alongside you. Cinder- Cinderpaw's voice was choked with shame. You would have been killed. That's what Deswall said. He told me to go hide with the kids. The small cat's eyes were full of despair. But I, but I wouldn't have minded being killed. What a good, what good am I like this? I'm just a burden on this clan. Fireheart felt a thorn-sharp pang of pity. He searched for words to comfort her. But before he could speak, Yellowfang's rasped me, mew sounded from the bracken. Cinderpaw, she called, fetch me some cobwebs quickly. Cinderpaw turned at, and at once disappeared inside the rock, returning a moment later with one paw wrapped in a swath of cobwebs. As quickly as she could, she scrambled awkwardly over to Yellowfang and thrust the cobwebs inside the nest. Now get me some some of that comfrey root, ordered Yelfing. As Cinderpaul limped back to the split of rock, Fireheart turned to leave. There was nothing more he could do here. He must find out how the rest of the clan was. Hardly any cat had moved in the camp clearing. Fireheart padded straight to, to Dustpaw and meowed. Yelfing is tending to Broken Star's wounds. Cinderpaul is helping her. He ignored Dustpaul's gasp, gasp of disbelief. Go to guard him. Dustpaw ran to the tunnel and disappeared inside. Fireheart went over to Graystripe. 
The warrior was still staring at Clawface's body. You saved my life, Fireheart murmured. Thank you. Graystripe lifted his gaze to Fireheart. I will give my life for you, he answered simply. Feeling choked, Fireheart watched his friend turn and walk away. Perhaps their friendship was not over after all. The sound of paws pounded through the gorse tunnel and broke into his thoughts. Blue Star came rushing into the camp, followed by Longtail and Swiftpaw. Fireheart felt his shoulders droop with relief at the sight of the clan leader. She looked around at the blood splattered clearing, her eyes wide, until he, until her gaze rested on Clawface's body. Broken Star attacked, she meowed. Firestar nodded. Is he dead? He's with Yellowfang, Fireheart answered, forcing out the words in spite of his exhaustion. He's been wounded, wounded, his eyes. And the other rogue warriors? We chased them off. Are any of our clan badly hurt? Bluestar demanded, looking once more around the clearing. The cats shook their heads. Good, she meowed. Sam Paul Swift Paul. Take this body out of the camp and bury it. No elders need to be present. No rogue de- deserves to be buried with honor of Star Clan ritual. 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 <laughs> Can't pronounce it. <clears throat> Swiftpaw and Sandpaw began to drag Clawface's body toward the tunnel. Are the others safe? Bluestar asked. They're in the nursery, Fireheart told her. As she spoke, a rustling sound from the brambles from the bramble den and Halftail appeared, followed by the other kits and elders. Fireheart saw Cloudkit tumble out and scamper excitedly across the clearing to Brindleface. She greeted him with a brisk lick, and the kit turned to watch Clawface's body as it disappeared away through the tunnel. Is he dead? Cloudkit asked curiously. Can I go and see? Hush, whispered Brindleface, tucking his tail around him. Where's Tigerclaw? Bluestar asked. He's taking a party to attack a Shadow Clan patrol, Fireheart explained. We found bones on our patrol. They smelled of Shadow Clan, so Tigerclaw decided to attack. I sent Brackenpaw to stop him when Yelfing realized it was Broken Star's scent on them. Brackenpaw, meow Blue Star, narrowing his, her eyes, even through he might might have have to cross the Thunderpath. Uh, it was I was the only warrior left in the camp. There was no one else I could send. Blue Star nodded, the concern in her eyes giving a giving way to understanding. You didn't want to leave the camp unguarded. She meowed. You did well. Fire her and I. Fire her. You did well, Fireheart. I think Broken Star hoped to lure all the all of our warriors away from the camp. We found bones too. Graystripe told me. Fireheart looked around for for his friend, but Graystripe had disappeared. Send Yellowfang to me when she's finished with Broken Star. The Gorse Tunnel. She pricked her ears at the noise of, the, of more paws in the gorse tunnel. Tigerclaw came racing into the camp, followed by Whitestorm and the rest of the raiding party. Fireheart craned his neck to peer around the warriors until he saw Brack and Paul right at the back. The young apprentice looked exhausted but unhurt. Fireheart let, a, let out a quiet sigh of relief. Did Brack and Paul reach you before you found a patrol? Asked Blue Star, walking over to her deputy. We haven't we hadn't even entered their territory, Tigerclaw answered. We were just about to cross the Thunder Pass. His eyes narrowed. Was that was that Clawface they were burying? Blue Star nodded. Then Bracken Paul was right, meowed the deputy. Broken Star was planning to attack the camp. Is he dead too? No, Yellowfang is tending to his wounds. Surely not, Mousefur explained exclaimed, exchanging a glance with Running Wing beside her. 
Terror Claw's face darkened. Tending to his wounds, he snarled. We should kill him, not waste t- time making him better. We'll, we'll discuss that once I've spoken to Yellowfang. Meow Blue Star calmly. Then you can discuss it with me now, Blue Star. Yellowfang padded into the clearing, her head drooping with exhaustion. Have you left Broken Star alone? growled Tiger Claw, his amber eyes flashing. Yellowfang raised her head and looked at the dark warrior. This paw is guarding him, and I have given him poppy seeds so he'll sleep for a while. Broken Star is blind now, Tiger Claw. There's no way he'll try to escape. He'd die of hunger in a week if a fox or a gang of crows didn't kill him first. Well, that makes it easier, Tireclaw snarled. We won't have to kill him ourselves. We can just let the forest deal with him. Yellowfang turned to Bluestar. We cannot let him die, she meowed. Why not? Fireheart held his breath as she watched the leader's eyes flick from Yellowfang to Tireclaw and then back again. He wondered if Yellowfang was going to tell Bluestar that Brokenstar was her son. If we did, we would be no better than he is, replied Yellowfang calmly. Tireclaw tail flicked in anger. What do you think, White Storm? Blue Star meowed. Blue Star meowed before Tiger Claw could speak. It will be a burden on our clan to look after him, White Storm answered thoughtfully. But Yellowfang is right. If we send him out into the forest or kill him in cold blood, Star Clan will know we have st- we have sto- stooped as low as he is. One eye stepped forward. Blue Star. She meowed in her croaky voice. Old. In the past, we have some sometimes kept prisoners for many moons. We could do it again. Fireheart remembered that Yelfang herself had been a prisoner when she she'd first came to the camp. He waited for the medicine cat to remind Blue Star of this, but she said nothing. So you would really consider keeping this rogue inside our camp? Tigerclaw explained. Terracall's eyes blazed with rage as he challenged his leader. Without paying, Fireheart couldn't help agreeing with the Dark Warrior's words. The thought of killing Broken Star appealed to him. He knew better any of these cats what would that would mean for Yelfing, but Broken Star was a fearsome enemy. Even without his sight, keeping him in the camp would be difficult and dangerous for all the members of the clan. Is he really blind? Blue Star asked Yelfing. Yes, he is. He has. Has he, has he other wounds? Fireheart replied. Fireheart replied this time. I called him I called him pretty badly, he admitted. He looked over to Yellowfang and was relieved that she, the old cheek had dipped her head just enough for him to know she forgave him for wounding her son. How long till they heal? asked Bluestar. About a moon, Yellowfang answered. Then you may nurse him till then. After that, we'll discuss his future again. And after and from now on, he will be known as Broken Tail, not Broken Star. We cannot take away the, the lives that Broken Star gave him, but the cat, this cat is no longer a clan leader. Blue Star looked questioningly at Tireclaw. His tail twitched, but he didn't speak. It is deci- decided, Blue Star meowed, he stays. And that is the end of chapters 26, chapter 26. Now uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll read chapters 27. Bye. During this break, I just wanted to guys to to let you guys know that um I have different background music the depending on the setting, but um like for example the background music that I have on right now is when there's a battle 
um, other background music is when it's just regular, um, and, but if it's, like, a battle for one chapter, and that ends on the second, um, no matter what, I'll have the same background music for that episode, so, just wanted to let you guys know that, bye. Now we can read, uh, Welcome Back from the Break, and now we can read chapters, uh, chapter 27. Fireheart limped over to the clump of nettles and began to lick his wounds. He would go and see Yellowfang later, when she had finished tending to the other cats. The weak rays of the sun setting, the weak rays of the setting sun threw long shadows across his clearing. Dustball had been relieved from his guard duty by Longtail. Tigerclaw had taken the rest of the unsca- of his unscathing raiding party out in search of fresh kill. Fireheart's stomach growled. He looked up at the sound of Paul's steps, but it was only Sampaw and Swiftpaw returning from their burial duty. The other, the other two cats, the two cats padded over to Blue Star, who was sitting beneath the high rock with White Storm. Fireheart pushed himself to his paws and walked over to join them. With a flick of his tail, he beckoned to Dustpaw, who was licking his own scratches beside the tree stump. Dustpaw flashed him a doubtful look, but got up wearily and followed him. We've buried Clawface, meowed Sampaw. Thank you, Blue Star replied. The ThunderClan leader looked directly at Swiftpaw. You may go now. The black and white apprentice dipped his head and headed for his den. Fireheart signaled to Dustpaw and again to Dustpaw again to come closer. The tabby apprentice narrowed his eyes and padded forward to stand beside Sampaw. Blue Star, Fireheart began hesitantly. Sampaw and Dustpaw fought like warriors when Broken Broken Tail attacked. We should have been in much more trouble with we would have been in much more trouble and and much more and I'm so confused. Hold on guys. Give me a sec. Give me one sec. Okay. Sorry. I'm really tired right now. Okay. We would have been in much more trouble without their strength and courage. <clears throat> Dust Paul's eyes widened and Sam Paul looked at the ground as Fireheart spoke. A purr rumbled in White Storm's throat. It's not like you you to be shy. She he mouth he meowed to his apprentice. Sampo's ears twitched uncomfortably. <clears throat> Fireheart's the one who saved the clan, she burst out. He was the one who alerted the camp so that we were ready for Broken Tail's attack. It was Fireheart's turn to feel embarrassed. He was relieved when Tigerclaw and the hunting party trotted into the camp at that moment, carrying plenty of fresh kill. Bluestar nodded at Tigerclaw and then turned to face Dustpaw and Sampaw. It makes me proud to know that ThunderClan has such fine warriors, she mewed. It's time both of you took your warrior names. We shall have the naming ceremony now while the sun is setting, and then we can eat. Sampaw and Dustpaw looked excitedly at each other. Fireheart lifted his chin and purred. Bluestar called to the clan, and Fireheart felt even happier when he saw Graystripe appear from the warrior's den. He hadn't left the camp at all. 
The clan ga- the clan gathered around the edge of the clearing. Elders and queens sat with their princesses and kits on one side. Fireheart waited for the warriors on the other. Fire Fireheart waited with the warriors on the other on the other. He looked at Cloud Kit nestled beside Brindleface. The kit's eyes shone with excitement, and Fireheart felt a rush of pride that his kin kit could see him sitting with the clan warriors. Blue Star stood in the center of the of the Blue Star stood in the center, center with Sampaw and Dustpaw. The last arc of sun glowed pink in the horizon. The clan waited silently as if it dipped out of sight, leaving the darkness sky prick, pricked with stars. Blue Star looked up and fixed her eyes on the bright, bright, brightest, brightest stars in, sil- in silver pelt. I, Blue Star, leader of Thunder Clan, call upon my warrior ancestors to look down on these two apprentices. They have trained well. They have trained well to understand the ways of your code, and I command them to you as warriors in their turn. She gazed down at the pair of young cats in front of her, Sam Paul and Dustball. Do you promise to uphold the warrior code and to protect the, to protect and defend this clan, even at the cost of your life? Sam Paul stared back at her eyes, gl- stared back, her eyes gleaming. I do, she replied. Dustpaw echoed her words, his voice strong and low. I do. Then, I, then by the powers of Star Clan, I give you your warrior names. Sandpaw, from this moment on, you will be known as Sandpaw. I mean, Sam, Sandstorm. Star Clan honors your honors your courage and your spirit, and we welcome you as a full warrior, th- warrior of Thunder Clan. Blue Star stepped forward and rested her muzzle on top of Sandstorm's bowed head. Sandstorm licked Blue Star's shoulder respectfully before she turned away and walked toward White Storm. Fireheart saw the eyes flash proudly at her mentor as she settled down beside him in her new place with the warriors. Blue, Blue Star turned her eyes to the dark brown tabby. Dustpaw, from this moment on, you will be known as Dustpaw. Star Clan honors your bravery and your honesty, and we welcome you as a full warrior, warrior of, of Thunder Clan. She touched her his head with with her muzzle, and and he too gave the the leader's shoulder a respectful lick before joining the other warriors. The voices of the clan rose in tribute, sending out clouds of misty breath into the night night air. As one, they chanted the new warrior names: Sandstorm, Dustpelt, Dustpelt, Sandstorm, Dustpelt. And a tradition of the our ancestors, Mia Blue Star, raising her voice. Sandstorm and Dustpelt must sit in silent vigil until dawn and guard the camp alone while we sleep. But before they begin their vigil, the clan will share a meal. It has been a long day, and we have a, we have reasons to be proud of these cats who defended our camp against the rogues. Fireheart, Fireheart, Star Clan thanks you for your courage. You are the great, you are a great warrior, and I'm proud to count you as a member of my clan. The cats meowed again. A bur, a, a purr burst from, from Fireheart's throat as he looked around at, at his clan. Only Tigerclaw and Dust, Dustpelt eyed him, with hostility, but for once he felt untouched by their jealousy. Blue Star had praised him, and that was enough. One one by one, the cats step, stepped forward to take some fresh kill Terraclaw's part, party had brought. 
Fireheart walked over to Sandstorm. We can eat together as warriors tonight, he meowed happily. If that's okay with you, he added. Sandstorm purred at him, and Fireheart felt a prickle of pleasure. Choose something for me, she called as Fireheart dashed away to the pile fresh kill. I'm starving. Fireheart picked out a mouse for Sam Paul, temptedly plump for so late in Leaf Bear. He took a, a blue a blue tip for himself and turned to carry his catch back to the sandstorm. When his heart his then his heart sank. This pelt white storm and dark stripe had joined her. He'd been foolish to accept that they would share the meal their meal alone. This was a time for the whole clan to share together share together in celebration. The thought reminded Fireheart of Cinderpelt. He looked around and realized that he hadn't seen her in the naming ceremony. She must have still be in Yellowfang's clearing. He bounded over to Sandstorm and dropped the fresh coat beside her. I'll be back in five rabbit hops, he meowed. I want to take take something to Cinderpaw. Sure, Sandstorm shrugged. Fireheart quickly collected a wolf from the fresh kill pile and carried it across the clearing. He was so surprised he was surprised to see Yellowfang sitting in her den. She'd been at the naming ceremony, so she must have come straight back for afterward. I hope that's not for me, she growled as Fireheart approached. I've already had my share. Fireheart dropped the bowl on the ground. I brought it for Cinderpaw, he answered. I thought she might want something. She wasn't at the naming ceremony. I've given her some mouse to eat, but you're welcome to give that to her as well. Fireheart looked around the fern-shaded clearing and broken... Broken stirs brown fur was just visible through the stems of Patchbelt's old nest. The warrior was not moving. He's still asleep. Yellowfang's tone was brisk. The voice of the medicine, of the medicine cat rather than a mother. Fireheart couldn't help feeling relieved. He wanted to believe Yellowfang's loyalty still lie with Thunderclan. He picked up the vole and carried it to, to Cinderpaw's nest. Hey, Cinderpaw, he meowed softly into the bracken. The gray cat stirred and pushed herself to a city position. Fireheart. Fireheart. Fireheart stepped through the fronds and sat in the small space beside her. He dropped the vole at her paws. Here, he meowed. Yellowfang's not the only one trying to fatten you up. Thanks, Cinderpaw mewed, but she left the vole lying beside her and didn't even bend down to sniff it. Are you still thinking about the the about the battle? Fireheart asked gently. Cinderpaw shrugged. I'm just a burden, aren't I? She looked up at Fireheart with sad round eyes. Who's the burden? Yellow Fang's growl interrupted them as the old gray medicine cat poked her head into the nest. Are you upsetting my helper? <clears throat> she meowed at Fireheart. I don't know how I don't know how I would have coped with her, with coped today if I hadn't had this, had men for this one. She looked warmly at Cinderpaw, her, eye, her yellow eyes soft. I even had her mixing herbs this evening. Cinderpaw looked down shyly and dipped her head to take a bite out of the bowl. <coughs> I think I might keep her with me a while longer, Yellowfang went on. She's becoming more useful every day. Besides, I'm getting used to her com- company. Cinderpaw glanced up at the old medicine cat, a teasing glint in her eyes, only because you're deaf enough to put up with my chattering. Yellowfang pretended to spit crossly at the young cat, and Cinderpaw added to Fireheart. Well, that's what she keeps telling me anyway. Fireheart was surprised to feel a pang of envy at the 
close bond those two cats had developed. He'd he'd always thought of himself as Yellowfang's only real friend in the clan, but now it looked like she had another. But at least Cinderpaw had somewhere to stay if she couldn't train to be a warrior. She'd feel out of place in the princess's den. Fireheart stood up. It was it was time he went back to Sandstorm. Will you be okay here with Broken Broken Tail? He asked. Yellowfang gave him a disdainful look. I don't even I don't even think we can manage. I think we can manage, don't you, Cinderpaw? He wouldn't dare cause trouble, she agreed confidently, and Longtail's here to help. Yellowfang ducked her head out of the nest, and Fireheart squeezed out after her. Bye, Cinderpaw, he called. Bye, and thanks for the food. No problem, he meowed. He turned to Yellowfang. Have you got anything for the, this bite on my neck? Yellowfang looked closely at the wound. Looks like a nasty one, she growled. It's from Broken Tail, Fireheart confessed. Yellowfang nodded. Wait here. She padded quickly to her den and returned with a bundle of herbs wrapped in leaves. You can manage them yourself. Just chew them up and rub the juice onto the wounds. It'll sting, but nothing nothing a brave warrior can't handle. Thanks, Yellowfang. Fireheart picked up the bundle in his teeth. Yellowfang led led him to the tunnel entrance. I appreciate your coming, she she meowed, glancing at Cinderpaw's nest. She was feeling pretty low, I think. She felt bad after the battle, and then the naming ceremony. Fireheart nodded. He understood. He gave a last wary glance at where Broken Tail lay. You sure you'll feel safe, he asked again through the bundle of herbs. He's blind, meowed Yelfing. She sighed, and then added more brightly, and I'm not that old. Fireheart woke the following morning to find to find dazzling white light streaming through the den wall. He guessed it had snowed again. At least his wounds had stopped aching. Yelfing had been right. The herb, the herb juice had stung, but he had felt much better after a good night's sleep. Fireheart wondered how Sandstorm and Dustfall had managed their vigil. They must have been bitterly cold in the snow. He got to his paws and stretched his forelegs, arcing his back and curling, and curling his tail up over his head. ThunderClan's two newest warriors were bundled up, fast asleep on the far edge of the den. Whitestorm must have sent them in sent them in when he left on the dawn patrol. Fireheart padded out into the snow-covered clearing. He could just make out Frostfur's white, white pelt skirting the nursery as she slipped out to stretch her legs. There were two bare spots in the center of the clearing where Whitestorm and Dustpel had spent the night. <clears throat> Fireheart shivered at the thought, but still he envied them as he remembered the thrill of the first night as a warrior. It had filled him with a warmth not even the hardest frost could have chilled. <clears throat> the, si- the sky was thick with snow-heavy clouds. Flakes were still falling, softly and silently. There would be plenty of hunting to do today. Fireheart realized the clan would need to stock up if if the snow was going to get deeper. He heard Bluestar call from the high rock. The, the clan cats began to creep from their dens and pick their way through the snow to hear the, their leader's words. Fireheart settled himself into one of the bare spots. It smelled of sandstorm. 
He noticed Graystripe sitting on the other side of the clearing, looking tired. Fireheart wondered if he'd slipped out last night to tell Silverstream about the rogue cats. Bluestars began to speak. I wanted to make sure you all know that Broken Tail is in the camp. None of the cats uttered a noise. They knew already. The rumor had spread through the camp like wildfire in the forest. He is blind and harmless. A few cats snorted with, with their displeasure, and Blue Star nodded to acknowledge their fears. I am as concerned as you are for the safety of our clan, but Star Clan knows we cannot turn him out and da- out to die in the forest. Yellowfang will nurse him until his wounds here heal. Once they have, we'll discuss this again. Blue Star looked around. A- around listening for voices from the crowd but no cat spoke so she leaped down from the high rock as the cats dispersed fireheart noticed that the leader was walking toward him fireheart she meowed one thing concerns me you still haven't settled things with graystripe i've not seen you eat together for days i told you before there's no room for fighting within thunder clan i want you to hunt together today fireheart nodded yes blue star that was that was fine by him. And after yesterday's battle, he he felt hopeful that Graystripe would like the idea too. As Bluestar walked away, Fireheart scanned the clearing, hoping hoping that Graystripe hadn't disappeared again. No, there he was, hoping to clear the snow from the nursery entrance. Hey, Graystripe! Fireheart called. Graystripe carried on with his work. Fireheart bounded over to him. Do you want to go hunting this morning? Graystripe turned to face him, his eyes cold. Are you making sure I won't disappear again, he snarled. Fireheart was startled. No, I just thought after yesterday, Clawface, I, I would have done that the same for any ThunderClan cat. That's what clan lord loyalties is about. Graystripe's meow was harsh with anger as he went back to pushing the snow. Fireheart hopes plummeted. He had lost his friend, Has had he lost his friend, friend's trust forever? Guys, I'm really sorry. Um, about my stuttering, I'm not making sense. Uh, I really apologize. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll try to, I'll try to do better right now. Okay, um, where were we? Um, I would have done the same thing for any ThunderClan cat. That's what clan loyalties is about. Graystripe's meow was harsh with anger as he tr- went back to pushing snow. Fireheart's hope hopes plummeted had he lost his friend trust forever he turned away tail down and began to trudge through the snow to the toward the camp entrance he called over his shoulder blue star told me to go hunting with you this morning actually so you can explain to her why you're not coming oh i see you were just trying to please blue star as usual graystripe hissed fireheart stopped and whipped around ready to throw back a retort but he paused when he saw graystripe was crossing the clearing toward him shaking snowflakes from his wide shoulders come on then graystripe growled leading the way through the gorse tunnel it was a slow climb but out of the ravine the the boulders the boulders covered in snow with the boulders covered in snow yeah when they reached the top, the icebound forest stretched before them. Graystripe charged away at once, his face set with grim determination. Fireheart followed him. As he tracked the mouse around the roots of an oak tree, he saw Graystripe racing after a rabbit that had been foolish enough to stray from its burrow. Graystripe pelted fiercely after the creature until he finished it off with a well-aimed pounce. 
Fireheart sat and watched as Graystray padded back to him and dropped at the rabbit at Fireheart's paws. That should feed a kid or two, he grunted. You don't have to prove everything to me, Fireheart told me. No, Graystripe answered bitterly. His eyes met Fireheart's and cold and angry. Maybe you should start acting as if you trusted me then. He turned away before Fireheart could reply. By sunlight, Graystripe had caught more than Fireheart, but both cats had done well. They returned to the camp, their jaws heavy with fresh kill. They padded into the clearing and dropped their prey in the usual place. They, the spot had been empty so far. Fireheart wondered if they should be, go out again. The snow was heavier now, with a cold wind that begin, was beginning and cold wind was beginning to blow through the rat ravine. Fireheart was studying, stuttering, studying the darkening sky when he heard Brandleface's worry meow near the near the nursery. He bounded over to see what was wrong. What's the matter? Have you seen Cloudcat? She demanded. Fireheart shook his head. Is he missing? His paws prickled as Brindleface's rising panic began to infect infect him. Yes, so are my other kids. I only closed my eyes for a moment. I just woke up and I can't find them anywhere. It's too cold for them to be out. They'll freeze to death. The queen swayed on her paws. Alarm shot through Fireheart as he pictured the last time a young cat had disappeared from camp. It had been Cinderpaw. And that's the end of chapter 27. We'll take a quick break and read chapter 28. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats the Series. I'm your host, Sharpstar. Today we will be reading chapters 26, 27, and 28. Um, before we start, I just wanted to um, give a couple shout-outs. So, um, for the people who have left reviews and supported my podcast, um, the first is, uh, to River Street, River Streak, um, and, uh, Lightning Streak, oh wait, okay, so River Strike, shout out to River Strike, Lightning Streak, uh, and then, and then for someone who doesn't have a, um, warrior name in their review um baba the weirdo and then another one is bramble star so yeah um let's get on with the episode welcome back from the break now we will read chapters 28 I'll find them, Fireheart promised. He automatically looked around for a gray stripe. The wind was rising and the snow was growing thicker. He didn't want to search alone. Fireheart rushed to the warrior's den and pushed his way inside. But Graystripe wasn't there. Sandstorm was just waking up. What's wrong? She meowed. See, seeing Fireheart peering around the den, Brindleface's kits are missing. Cloud kit too? Sandstorm scrambled to her paws, instantly awake. Yes, I was looking for Graystripe, so we did, we could look for them together, but he isn't here. Fireheart meowed. Fireheart meowed. His words tumbling out in a rush. He felt he felt a stab of rage that Graystripe was missing yet again, right after right after accusing Fireheart of not trusting him. I'll come with you, Sansarm offered. Fireheart blinked. Thanks. He meowed gratefully. Thanks. He meowed gratefully. Come on, we should tell Blue Star before we leave. Does Paul can't tell? Does Paul? 
dust pelt can tell her. Is it still snowing? Yes, and it's getting heavier. We'd better hurry. Fireheart looked at Dust Belt's sleeping form. You w- you wake him. I'll tell Brindleface we're going out to meet. We're going to meet. We're going in. I'll tell Brindleface we're going to meet. This doesn't make any sense. They didn't. Typo. Hold on. Give me one sec. Okay, I'll just, yeah. Brindleface, tell, I'll tell Brindleface we're going, I'm going to meet you at the entrance. He bounded away, back to the nursery. Brindleface was still sniffing around in search of sense. Any sign? Fireheart asked. No, nothing. Brindleface's voice was trembling. Frostfur gone to tell Blue Star. Well, don't worry, we're going out to look for him. For them. He reassured, he reassured her. Sandstorm's coming with me. We'll find them. Brindleface nodded and carried on searching. Searching, Fireheart and Sandstorm arrived at the gorse tunnel together and hurried out into the woods. Outside the camp, the wind felt even fiercer. Fireheart narrow- narrowed his eyes and hunched his shoulders against the blizzard. It's going to be hard picking up the scent through the fresh snow, he warned Sandstorm. Let's start by checking to see if they've climbed up the for- up to the forest. Okay, meowed Sandstorm. You take that side, Fireheart pointed with his nose, and I'll take the other. Meet you back here. Don't be long. Sandstorm bounded away, and Fireheart leaped over a fallen tree, heading toward the trail. The trail. The clam followed most often. The sides of the ravine were even more thickly coated when they had been than they had been this morning. That morning, and the slippery snow where the snow the slippery it hold on sorry guys I'm really sorry okay yeah okay sandstorm bounded away and fireheart leaped over a fallen tree Heading toward the trail, the clan followed most often. The sides of the ravine were even more thickly coated than they had been that morning, and slippery now where the snow had had been frozen with ice. Fireheart stopped and lifted his head, his mouth open, but he couldn't find no he couldn't find he could find no scent of the kids. He looked in vain for Paul's steps. Would they would their trail already be covered by fresh snow? He trekked along but he trekked along the bottom slope but found no sign of the cats let alone the lost kits. Find no he found no sign of any cats, let alone lost kits. The wind blew until Fireheart could hardly feel the tips of his ears. He his, no no kits could su- survive in this weather, and it wouldn't be long before the sun began to set. He had to find them before nightfall. Fireheart raced back to the camp entrance. Sandstorm was waiting for them. His her fur striped with stripped with long, small ridges of snow. She looked. She looked. She shook them off as she saw them come. Him coming. Any sign? Fireheart meowed. No, nothing. They can't have gotten far. Fireheart pointed out. Come on, let's try this way. He headed toward the training hollow. Sandstorm battled after him. The snow was getting deeper, and she sank up to her belly with every step. The training hollow was empty. Do you think Blue Star realizes how bad the weather is out here? Sandstorm 
asked Sandstorm, raising her voice against the wind. She'll know, Fireheart called back to her. We should go back and get help and to join up with another search party, party meowed Sandstorm. Fireheart looked at the shivering warrior. It was not it was not just the kids who might freeze out here. Perhaps Sandstorm was right. I agree, he meowed. We, we can't do this by ourselves. As they turned to, toward the camp, Fireheart thought he heard a tiny squeal through the wind. Did you hear that, he called. Sandstorm stopped and began sniffing the air furiously. Suddenly, she lifted her head. That way, she meowed, pointing with her nose to a fallen tree. Fireheart leaped toward it and toward it with Sandstorm right behind them. And the squealing grew louder until Fireheart could make out several little voices. He scrambled up into the log and looked down at the other side. Huddled in the snow were two small kits. Fireheart felt a rush of relief until he realized Cloudkit was not with them. Where's Cloudkit? He yelled. Hunting, squeaked one of the kits, her voice trembling with cold and fear. But there was no there was a note of defiance in it. Fireheart lifted his head. Cloudkit, he called, peering through the snowflakes. Fireheart, look. Sandstorm was on the top of the log. Fireheart spun around. A bedraggled white shape was struggling through the snow toward them. Cloudkit. Every step was a massive leap for the tiny kit. The snow was as high as he was, but he kept coming. In his mouth, he carried a small, snow-encrusted bowl. A surge of relief and fury shot through Fireheart. He left he left Sandstorm with the others and bounded through the snow to scoop up the tiny skit to scoop up the the kit with the scruff of his neck. Cloudkit grumbled in protest, but he re, he refused to drop the vole that dangled from his mouth. Fireheart turned to see Sandstorm nudging the others toward him. They stumbled ahead of her, stinking up to to their ears in the deep snow, but she kept pushing them on. Cloudkit squirmed in Fireheart's mouth. Fireheart dropped him back into the snow. Cloudkit looked up at him, proudly holding his catch. Fireheart couldn't help feeling impressed. In spite of the snow and wind, Cloudkit had caught his first prey. Wait, he, wait there, he ordered, and dashed back to help Sandstorm. He picked up a tiny she-kit, who was mewling pitifully, and then began nosing the other one forward. The bedraggled group struggled back to the camp. <coughs> Brennelface was waiting outside the horse tunnel. <coughs> Blue Star stood beside her, her eyes narrow, narrowing against the driving snow. As soon as they spotted Fireheart's potty, they rushed forward to help. Blue Star scooped up Cloud Kit, Brennelface grabbed the other kit, and then they turned to race into the shelter of the camp, with Fireheart and Sandstorm hurrying behind them. Once in the clearing, the three cats st- dropped their frozen bundles onto the ground. Fireheart shook the snow from his fur and looked down at Cloudkit, who was still stubbornly clinging to his catch. Blue Star glared at the three kits. What do you think you were doing out there? He growled. You know it's against the warrior code for kits to hunt. Brundleface's two kits shrank under their leader's angry gaze, but Cloudkit looked back at her with round blue eyes. He dropped his vol mute. The clan needed fresh kills, so we decided to catch some. Fireheart flinched at his boldness. Whose idea was it? Mine, Cloudkit announced, his head still unbound, uh, unbowed. <clears throat> Fireheart fixed her eyes on on the divi- defiant little kit and yelled, You could have frozen to death out there. Cloudkit was startled by the anger in her voice and dropped on into a crouch. We did it for the clan, he mewed defiantly, defensively. Fireheart held his breath in, in, as he waited to see what Blue Star would do next. 
Cloud Kit had broken the warrior code. Would Blue Star change her mind about letting him stay? Your intention, Blue Star meowed slowly, was good, but it was a foolish thing to do. Fireheart felt a flicker of hope. Then he cringed as Cloud Kit piped up again. I caught something, though. I can see see that, replied Blue Star coldly. She gazed at all of the kits. I shall leave it to your mother to decide what to do with you. But I don't want you to find I don't want to find you doing anything like this again. Do you understand? Fireheart relaxed a little as Cloudkit nodded with the others. Cloudkit, you may add your catch to the fresh kill pile. Blue Star added. Then all three of you go straight to the nursery and get yourselves dry and warm warm. Fireheart felt surprised. Was that a motherly, motherly tone he detected in the Thunder Clan leader's voice? Rindleface's kit stumbled toward the nursery, followed by their mother, while Cloudkit picked up his volt and trotted off toward the fresh pile of fresh kill. The proud tilt of his head made Fireheart pause prickle with worry. But as Blue Star watched him go, Fireheart thought he detected a glint of admiration, admiration in his leader's eyes. Well done, you two, she meowed, turning her attention to Sam Paul, Sandstorm and Fireheart. I'll send Longtail out to retrieve the other the other search party. You should go into your den and try to warm up too. Yes, Blue Star, Fireheart answered. He turned to leave with Sandstorm, but Blue Star called him back. Fireheart, she meowed. I want to talk to you. Her tone made Fireheart feel apprehensive. Perhaps he'd relaxed too soon. Cloudkit showed some fine hunting skills today, Lucer began, but all the skills in the wor- world is worthless if he can't learn to obey the warrior warrior code. It may be for his own safety now, but in the future, the safety of the whole clan will def- depend on it. Fireheart stared down at the ground. He knew Bluestar was right, but he couldn't help feeling that she was expecting too much of the young kit. Cloudkit was still very young, and he'd been with the clan for only for a short time. Fireheart swallowed a pang of resentment as he thought of how shamely Graystripe, a, a clanborn cat, was disobe- disobeying the warrior code. He looked up at the clan and le- at the clan leader. Yes, Blue Star, he meowed. I'll make sure he, he learns. Good, Blue Star sounded satisfied. She turned away and patted to her den. Fireheart made his way to the warrior's den. Even through, he no longer felt cold. Blue Star, Blue Star's words had made him burn. He pushed his way inside, settled into his nest, and began to wash. He stayed in that he he stayed in his nest all afternoon, brooding about Graystripe and Cloud Kit. He knew that Blue Star was right. The pride and defiance he'd seen in the White Kits made the White Kits eyes made Fireheart wonder if he would really be able to dress, adjust to clan life. As evening came, hunger drew Fireheart from his den. He picked up a thrush from the pile of fresh kill and settled down by the nettle clump to eat it. It was dark now, and the snow had eased. Once his eyes had adjusted to the night, Fireheart could see the camp entrance clearly. He spotted a gray stripe as soon as he appeared and watched him walk to the pile of fresh kill. The gray warrior was carrying prey. Perhaps he'd just been t- been hunting after all. Graystripe dropped most of his catch onto the pile. He kept a large mouse mouse for himself and took it to a sheltered spot near the camp wall. Fireheart's brief hope faded, and the distracted look in Graystripe's eyes told him that his suspicions were right. Graystripe had been with Silverstream. 
Fireheart got to his paws and padded into the den. He had no trouble falling into a deep sleep, and as he slept, he dreamed again. The snow, snowy forest spread out around him, glowing white beneath the, the cold moon. Fireheart stood on a tall, jagged rock. Beside him stood Cloudkit, a fully grown warrior. His thick pelt, white, rip, white, his white pelt rippling in the wind. Frost spa- sparkled on the stone beneath their paws. Watch, Fireheart heard his Fireheart hissed to Cloudkit. A wood mouse scuttled around the frozen roots of a tree. Cloudkit followed his gaze and leaped silently from rock to, onto the fo- forest floor. Fireheart watched the white tom prowl toward the prey. Suddenly, he smelled he smelled a scent so warm and familiar, his fur quivered. He felt warm beneath breath on his ear and turned sharply. Spiderleaf was staying beside him. Her dappled, her dappled pelt shone in the moonlight as she touched her soft note, pink nose to his. Fireheart, she whispered, I have a warning for you from Starclan. Her tone was somber and her eyes burned into his. A battle is coming, Fireheart. A battle is coming, Fireheart. Beware of a warrior you cannot trust. The squeal of a mouse made Fireheart jump and look around. Cloudcat must have made his kill. He turned back to Spotleaf, but she had disappeared. Fireheart woke up with a start and turned to the nest beside him. Raystripe was curled up fast asleep, his nose tucked under his thick tail. Spotleaf's words echoed in Fireheart's mind. Beware, warrior you cannot trust. He shivered. The bitter cold of the forest seemed to cling to his fur, even here. And the sweet fra- fragment, fragments of spyleaf lingered in his nostrils. Gray stripes stirred beside him, muttering in his sleep. And Fireheart flinched. He knew he wouldn't. He would. He wouldn't go back to sleep again. But, but he stayed in his nest and watched his friend sleeping until the dawn light began to shine through the walls of the den. And that is the end of chapter 28. Um, next, uh, next episode, we will read chapters 29 and 30. And we'll, and then the second episode, like the next, the next, next episode after that, we'll start the next book. Bye.